0: Gatespeed, now it's time to get stuck into Greyhound news with Jason Adams. Good afternoon to you, Jace.
1: Good afternoon to you and Bonners. And look, big week of Greyhound racing. There's no doubt about that. The maturity is one of the big ones of the year, especially for the youngsters coming through the ranks. And we've got a terrific final look forward to this Saturday night.
0: All right, we're going to go through the runs of a few of the, uh, the dogs that went round in the qualifiers for the Maturity Classic on Saturday night, but we're going to start with your boy, Sanaki. Senachi Sanaki, Sanachi. He's called about 13 different names, but you can call him whatever you like. He's an absolute superstar. Fastest heat winner by a margin. Went twenty nine seventy four, and did it in just arrogant fashion. Has drawn the widest possible box. Gate 8 for Saturday night's final. But I've got a funny feeling you're going to stay in his corner.
1: Oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, and I think it was, from what we saw in his heat on Saturday night, it was the performance of all the heats that we saw. It was just a, another, such a, a Seneke-like performance where he was bumped early, he was pushed wide, and as we've said many times in the past, he's just as tenacious as they come. He got back on his bike and, and went on to win in good time, as he said, and I still reckon, Jace, where's he seeing the opening chapters of what he's going to offer for the rest of the year? I think come December... We're going to be looking back at Seneki and saying he was the best sprinter of 2019. I think he's that good at the moment. Box out in the final, not ideal, That we know the way he races, he's not going to buckle under pressure from there.
0: He reminds me from a, like a harness racing perspective of like a smoker. He, he's happy to just go up outside other dogs and breeze in transit or sit outside them and just crush them with, um, with sustained speed. So like his performance was utterly phenomenal on Saturday night. The most popular performance on Saturday night would have been from the cult icon, Feral Frankie, He was in awful trouble early on, as per usual, and then uh, there was a little bit of a a break-up in the field. He was able to get himself into second, and once he was just chasing down one dog, he was never going to get beaten, the feral. Uh, He's drawn box one on Saturday night. You might be able to inform me or educate me a little further, but it doesn't sound good for him for me, because I could just see him getting a long way back and shuffled on the rail.
1: I don't know what's good or bad for him in terms of draws, because he just continues to... To put himself in good spots, as you said on Saturday night. His heat, he was in an awful position. First line past the post, he was probably four or five wide on the track. Just about laughed, and it's almost like he, he just saw the trouble that was coming ahead of him. He hooked to the outside and and then went on to win. And I, I guess many people could say he had a bit of luck, or he's been getting luck in his races. I think no, no way. It's no longer luck. The Feral has a incredible uh, racing sense and incredible ability to navigate his way through traffic. So. Good draw, bad draw, but no idea because he just puts himself in good position, winning good races, and no doubt uh, the bandwagon that everyone is on, the feral, feral, frankly, I'll be happy with his draw. We
0: continue with the winners of the Maturity Classic qualifiers on Saturday night. Get a Gizmo, um, only its eighth career start, now into a Group 1 final. Phenomenal performance, mustered early, bit like, uh, not quite like uh, Seneke, but got itself into a good position, second in the run, railed to lead, pushed through and broke 30 seconds. So there's a big, big future for Get a Gizmo as well.
1: Very good performance and just the, the greyhound he was up against too. He locked horns with good old Serato. He's put together some really good runs at Wentworth Park recently and a Gizmo just took off from him. I think it was a real statement run just, as you said, eight starts into his career. He's still so young, uh, but this really biggest test yet in the final is Saturday night. But from what we saw in his heat, it uh, looks to be good enough to compete at this sort of level for sure.
0: All right, let's go through the market for the Maturity Classic Final at the Meadows on Saturday night and the Box Straw, which was conducted, of course, um, after race 11 on Saturday night at the Meadows. Feral Frankie in Box 1, $3.80. Get it, Gizmo, we've just discussed, $14. Jabrina, $3.30. You can inform me otherwise, but if it begins as quickly as it did on Saturday night, it's going to be leading by a reasonable margin at one stage of the race, at least, and also ran very, very good time. I reckon the second fastest heat winner, Western Envoy at 16, To Witchery could get into a good spot from box five. Was really good also in the first of the qualifiers on Saturday night at six dollars. Ruby Girl, the ruffie of the field at 31, another ruffie, Rockstar Prince at 21, and your boy Seneki at three dollars. We know who you're going to tip on top. How do you see the race playing out?
1: I don't think it's perfect for him, box number eight for Seneki. But as I said in the past, he's just got that tenacity and and will to win that I think is going to overcome the bad draw in terms of his challenges. You mentioned the likes of Dribrana, who was the uh, the second fastest heat winner from Saturday night. He went 4.95 for the first section, and to put that in context, if you break five seconds of the first mark at both city tracks, you are humming. So if he repeats that, he's unleadable. They've just got to run him down, and the Ferrell. Three dollars eighty. Is it a good price? Is it not? He's going to put himself in a good spot, and you would be surprised if he wasn't in the finish at the end. And you mentioned To Witchery as well as a kennel mate to Seneki. Uh, she's at six dollars, but I think with Seneki, with not a stack of early speed in the race, I hope he can he can settle up wide early on. And we know he's strong as, uh, strong as can be, and he's so fast as well. So I hope he can win.
0: This would be a real, real big statement, I would think. And you've already made the big call. He'll be remembered as the best sprinter of 2019 uh, on December 31 or January 1, 2020. But this would be a real statement if he could win from out there on Saturday night. On the same night at the Meadows, there were also heats of the fireball for the Stayers, um, Tornado tears. He got there in the finish. But I tell you what, um, it, there were dark times for those who took the short odds early on.
1: Absolutely, there was, and he had to work hard. And look, he ran down Dinah Chancer, where it looked like he battled to do it, but you don't battle running down Dinah Chancer. He's a gun stayer, and it was still a big effort, but even the time that he did put on the board, it was probably five or six five or six lengths slower than what you'd expect Tornado Tears to use the run. But interestingly, he was 0.7 of a kilo up on his in weight in his start prior. So it doesn't really sound like a lot, but if you compare it to a an AFL player is probably at least uh, two kilos overweight, which at the highest level probably doesn't make a difference. But for mine, leading into the final with Tornado Tears, no concern. Rob Britton will have him spot on. He'll probably drop half a kilo in his weight. And we know when he's at the peak of his powers, he, there is no faster stayer in Australia. But the draw, not ideal. Box number eight. We know he's, uh, he does like the final rail.
0: Dollar fifty. I mean, you've made a very good case for why he'll improve and why he's the best in the business. But $1.50, you can't take that, can you?
1: Probably not. It is a bit short. He want even money, especially from the draw. I think no question he's the fastest in the race, and that's why he's the price he is. But he, he, the way he began on Saturday night, he was in contention with the leaders that beginning that way from box number eight, he's going to be four or five wide. Uh, and we've seen in situations in the past, when he does get in that position, that's when he wants to hold back and find a fence. So it's going to be interesting to see how that's how going to play out for him. But in terms of uh, challenges that are a chance, Rajasthan, if you're just saw his win in the RSN and Cup. He wanted about $50, so $12 um, certainly is a really ch- realistic chance for him if he is to turn up uh, in the very good Rajasthan that we know he can be. Dinah Chancer, as I mentioned, tough as nails, $4. I reckon if I was to have a bet, I'd be having it on him. Tornado Tears, the best in the race, and I'm sure, uh, like you mentioned with the Feral earlier, Ryan, he's got a big following and, and everyone's on board. I think it's the same with Tornado Tears, so the heart says him.
0: Only about 20 seconds to race one at Wellington. Mate, what have, we, what have we got to look forward to at Sandown Park on Thursday night?
1: The strong card. there's no feature racing, we've got some. Uh, good highlights look forward to. Black Opium steps up in distance for the first time in race number six. That's going to be very exciting. And also a super strong free-for-all. Some massive names. Lagoon Red, Neo Cleo, uh, Deliver, often imitated, she's gifted. So a really good lineup in the free-for-all. And another good card this Thursday at Stand Down Bonners, and I'll be back on Thursday uh, to run through it.
0: Good on you, Jase. Here's Race 1 at Wellington, Steve Baker.